welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Hey. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Welcome to one of the last weeks of summer. Ooh, uh, that's nice to think about. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording on August 28th. So in my head, September, it's a warm month. It's definitely yeah. hot, but it's it begins the shift. Yeah, and is totally. that definitely a hangover from back to school season? <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. But it doesn't matter. Back to school season, September, literally on my road the other day. All right, really? Mm-hmm. Get, get ready. ready. I freaked out. I freaked out. I had a little panic. I was like, you know when you're panicking about something and you're like, it's dumb for me to panic about this. However, I am panicking about it. Yeah, and so if I don't resolve it, it I've got to <laughs> just go fix the situation. So I wake up the other day. And I see a construction crew set up some, like, traffic stop signs outside of my house. Okay. And I'm like, what's going on? What? And I'm panicking because of two things. Number one, I have this very deep (laughs) anxiety that the city is going to cut down the beautiful trees in front of my house. I don't know why I have that. That's (laughs) never happened to me. That's never happened to anyone I know. But they're just such beautiful, big old trees. And I just, like, they touch the power lines. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, usually they would just cut the branches off, right? But what if they're crazy and they just cut down the (laughs) whole tree? What if they lose it? (laughs) So that's my first fear. But my second fear is I have one of my best friends ever, Lena, an alumni of the pod, (laughs) is coming to visit me this week. And I was like, what if this is the one week where the city decided to destroy (laughs) my street? (laughs) They're going to just construction the whole week that she's here. My peaceful paradise. And you know where I live. It's very rural. It's very peaceful. I'm like, my peaceful vibes destroyed by the city. I'm like, this is so, and I'm like, it's probably not that. Why would it be that? But I'm freaking out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw on some jeans and I'm going to walk out and I'm going to talk to that guy who's holding the stop sign. And I walk up to him and I'm like, hi, how are you? And he's like, I'm good. How are you doing? I was like, yeah, pretty good. Anyways, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, give it to me straight. Rip off this bandaid. And he says, oh, we're just repainting the lines in time for the school buses. Oh, I was like. Oh, man. Actually, that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for yourself. Um, anyways, it, it was a funny moment because I realized how tightly wound I am right now. Yeah. Like, I am so stressed. About, I'm just, no, it's not even stress. It's a, it is stress, but it's also just like an, a lot of anticipation for Lena mm-hmm. coming and trying mm-hmm. to finish a million things before she comes. But it's also, it made me realize, like, oh, my God, yes, fall is right around the corners. Kids are about to get on the school bus. I'm going to be seeing that bus coming up and down the street again. Oh, my God. That's wild. That's wild. Um, All of that to say, (laughs) it's almost autumn, and I'm excited. Yeah, we're getting there. Are you one of these people, Ray, who's, like, going to start, like, have you already started doing the pumpkin spice activities? <laughs> well, this is a or great question. Or do you wait? This is, I, I like that you asked that because that's kind of what yeah. I was about to say is, like, we really have to, like, soak up every moment of fall while we have it because yeah. it almost feels like it's gone so fast. Like, it's I don't true. know if you've noticed, but in the past few years, I feel like fall has gotten <laughs> shorter and shorter. Like, it's, it does feel it's that summer. Way. There's, like, oh, a couple days of fall, and then it's winter all of a sudden. Like, Boom. Snow. it's just Cold. horrible. <laughs> so I feel like you really do have to, like, it's soak true. it up. So I know I mentioned a few weeks ago that I, I found some, like, wall air freshener plug-in things that were pumpkins, pumpkin flavor. Oh, yes. 
So I have had those plugged in for the past little while. They're almost gone, though, which I'm really sad about. And last time I went to the dollar store, they didn't have them anymore. So I was like, damn, I've made a big mistake. Um, But yes, I do. I do try and lean in as much as possible. While also like, you know, I'm still trying to enjoy that summer is ending and summer's still here. So like I went to the lake last week and swam and it was really nice. So if I have another opportunity to swim, I will still do that. But yeah, next time I go to Starbucks, if they're offering pumpkin spice lattes, which I think they probably are by now, yeah, maybe, yeah. I will definitely get one. And um, that is my go-to. Like anytime a pumpkin spice latte becomes available, I will have that every time until I can't yeah. anymore because yeah. I just love them. They're so good. Mm, it's um, just joy. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm in a little bit of a different train mm. to you. It's, it is similar, but it's a little bit different. I grew up with a highly decorative mom. Oh, yes. And the people that know this, like, know what this is like, yeah, like, that grew yeah, up with yeah. a parent or parents that, like, really decorated. <laughs> it's a different life. And it's a good life. <laughs> it's a good life because I love, and it's probably because of this, mm-hmm. I love people that lean in. I like when you're like, it's fall, and therefore the house is now orange. Yeah. Or it's yeah. Christmas, and therefore you can't take a step without seeing a Santa. right like I love that my mom decorates so much and like really leans into the seasons yeah however because of that she when I was growing up was very like uh stringent Mm. about when the seasons were because it was about when the decorations come out Mm -hmm. and how long we enjoy each thing for okay thing right (laughs) so for example uh Christmas does not begin until November 12th And that is because (laughs) it's after Remembrance Day, because my dad is a veteran. We, like, take that pretty seriously. So um, it's after Veterans Day, but it's around the weekend of my mom's birthday, Mm. which is when she wants to put up the Christmas tree. So the weekend (laughs) closest to December 12th is when we put up the Christmas tree and we ride Christmas until, like, end of January, right? So it's, like, two and a half months. It's awesome. Therefore... For me, it was kind of a similar thing where she was like, Halloween is October Mm -hmm. and some of September. And I just grew up that way. And I love it. Like, I like that the specific months have the thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas I saw some people like beginning of August already bringing (laughs) out the pumpkins and stuff. Like, that's just wrong. You're diluting it too much, in my opinion. Like, first of all, I will say all of this is to be taken with a massive grain of salt Whatever brings you joy, <laughs> do what brings you joy in this short life that we have. Huh? If having the pumpkins out all year round brings joy, good. I actually drove past a house the other day and I realized that they have their Christmas tree still up. And I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Some people just live a different <laughs> life, man. I know. I was like, you've just got to live the joy that makes you joy. But for me personally, the joy that makes me joy is like really diving deep mm-hmm. but for a, sh- a bit of a shorter amount of time yeah so september and october to me that's fall and it's pumpkins and halloween and everything oh that's interesting and then november december january yeah, that's yeah, christmas yeah. um and then yeah so august for me i'm like there's no pumpkin don't touch yet. it yeah. i'm like no it's not until september 1st when i can start to pull that and i'm excited and that's why it's kind of fun for me i'm like so excited i'm like yeah. september has so much meaning I'm like, oh my god! I get to bring out like the crocheted pumpkins Raylene brought made me. I know like, those are ah. the to, for for contrast. <laughs> um, those are the only decorations that I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that many, but it's still like 
Like it's I wish just I wish pumpkins. I wish I was big into decorating like your mom because I do love the look of it for fall specifically. I I wouldn't personally yeah. do it for every single different thing because that's just not my style, but fall yeah, yeah. like I drove or walked so past pretty. someone's house the other day and they had like string lights and like kind of like orange leafy things on their patio. Oh, yes, and I was yes. like that's so nice. Like I want to so do that. Pretty. So I'm thinking yeah, about like maybe leaf getting some more mm-hmm. fall decorations just I agree. for fall. I agree. Fall decorate. I think it's just lovely. It's just like so on a little mantel. You have your fireplace now. You yeah. could do like a little garland on the mantelpiece. Yeah. Oh man. There's a lot of things I could cute. do. There's a lot of things I could do. There is a lot. Also, I realize when this comes out, it will be September. That's true. It's right around the which corner. Which also means we're in my birthday month, <gasps> which also means I'm about to turn 29. Oh my oh. God. Oh my God. You know what? Let's shelve that discussion for another <laughs> let's, time. Let's wait until September for that problem. <laughs> Um, I feel that we've buried the lead a little bit here because we got so excited about pumpkins that we haven't gotten to talk about how much fun this episode's going to be, not only because of our pumpkin joy, but also mm. because later on in this episode, we're going to be chatting with Terry Fallis. Heck yeah. Now, you guys know how much we, uh, stan <laughs> Terry Fallis on this it's podcast. True. It became a, uh, it, I don't know how we memed our way into it, but I love it. Yep. I read Albatross, um, his book that came out a few years ago. I read Albatross, and I just loved it so much that mm. I wouldn't shut up about it. And then you read it, and you really liked it. Yep. And so then we just started trying to ship it out to people because we found out that they don't publish it outside of Canada. Yeah. So we've been sh- anytime we see it in a thrift store, we buy it, and we ship it off to a patron who would like it. Yeah. Um, I actually just did this the other now, day. I found another one, and I oh sent it my God. a couple days ago. So it's kind of hilarious. You see? I love that. So basically, we got reached out to by Terry Follis's, uh publicist, mm. because Terry Follis has a new book coming out, Yep. Um, which this is crazy timing, because as you know, last week's episode, we had A.S. King on, because <laughs> she had a new book coming yeah. out. So, How did this happen? I mean, it is classic. September, a lot of books come out. But anyways... Very exciting. He has a new book coming out, and we thought, how fun would it be to have him on the podcast? So we're going to have that later on today um, on this episode. The other thing I wanted to shout out and celebrate before we talk about our reading, Raylene, mm. is our new bookmarks <gasps> are here. So as you may know, we have a bookmark club. It's a subscription Every quarter, you get sent a beautiful pair of bookmarks Mm -hmm. and two little stickers. Um, And this quarter's bookmarks were designed by Shelf Worn Drawn. We will link to them in the um, show notes and in the description. Look at how pretty the bookmarks are. We were so excited to do bookmarks in this style, weren't we, Ray? Yeah, we've been, I feel yeah. like this has been a long time coming, having some kind of yes. merch item with our books on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Raylene and I both picked, I think it was 10 of our favorite books. And then we got these beautiful book spine um, art done, book spine arts done. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then on the back, it's like the back of the books, which is so beautiful. Yep. So these are have been shipped out. They're on their way to the subscribers. We're so excited and we're so grateful to um, Shelf Worn Drawn for making those. They're so pretty. 
They're so pretty. I showed it to Connor, and he was like, I see what you did there. Yeah. I was like, woohoo! Uh, yes, we're, we're obvious, but it's okay. We're trying our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just trying to... I just... This is, like, my dream bookmark. Um, but I also just love, like... They're just beautiful. Like, if I just saw this anywhere, I would think it was pretty. Mm-hmm. But also, I think if you listen to the podcast, you will have heard us talk about every one of these books over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it just screams oh, awesome. Books Unbound, that, that bookmark. It does just scream Books Unbound. All right, well, with those things mentioned, Raylene, get us started with your reading update. What's this week looked like for you? So I'll start off with what I have been reading. And um, I finished Happy Place by Emily Henry, oh, first of all. Wonderful. So I'll talk about that one first. Emily Henry's debut novel, The Love That Split the World, was published in 2016. She wrote a few other young adult novels before publishing her first adult fiction novel, Beach Read, in 2020. She has since published three other romance books, and her newest, Funny Story, is to be released in April of next year. So this one, I just absolutely flew through. It was such a joy That's to awesome. read. It was exactly what I needed. Um, so this one, like I was talking about last week, it's a romance, like a summer romance about a group of friends and a couple that has broken up but are having mm. to pretend that they're still together for the sake of not ruining this little vacation that they're having. Um, right. So it's, yeah, like you're saying, like that classic kind of crazy shenanigans romance setup. But because of that throughout the book, it was kind of like very suspenseful because you don't know if they're actually going to get back together or not throughout mm. a lot of the book. And I won't say any more than that, but it's like very full of tension throughout the whole book. Cause you're Ooh, like, you know, okay, these people yeah. have been together for almost a decade and they've decided to break up. Like that could be very final or they could yeah, work it out. Right. So, you know, it's got the, a different kind of flavor than some of the other romance books I've read where it's like, oh, this actually might not work out. Because usually yeah. in romance books, you know, everything is, you know, kind of building up and then something yes. happens that kind of tears them apart for a little bit and then they come back together. Yes. That's like the very normal kind of formula. And this one kind of broke that mold a little bit. And so that was very mm. fun. Um, I did find the reason why they broke up to be a little crazy based on okay. the fact that they've been together for so long. And mm. I won't say any more than that, but it was kind of like... <laughs> Just talk to each other, you know? It was one of those Classic. types of things. If you just Classic. talk to each other, maybe everything would be okay. But other than that, like, it was really, really fun. It was really cool. hilarious, like I said. And I really liked that this book focused a lot on friendships rather than just being about the kind of romantic relationship mm -hmm. between the main characters. Because the main character has these two best friends from college. And it also kind of touches on themes of, like, people growing older, people maybe growing apart a little bit. Like as you get older, you're not as close as you were when you were roommates in college, you know, like things, right. you know, everybody lives in different sides of the country and all this stuff. So it was right. interesting that it kind of took a look at that and, you know, says like, it's okay. Like these, this is normal. These things happen. So it, yeah, it was nice. It was very funny, very fun. And I'm already eager to read another book by Emily Henry. So I will probably so... be doing that. I'm curious what your kind of personal ranking mm. is of the Emily Henry's you've read. That's a good question. I've only, I mean, it's actually kind of funny. I mentioned in my little blurb that she has written a few young adult novels and I actually right. read one of hers like a long time ago and hated it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, it was a kind of one of those funny things where I didn't really make the connection until later that I was like, wait, is this the same? Wait, what? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't like The Love That Split the World, so I put that at the bottom. But then the only other book other than Happy Place that I've read is Beach Read. And okay, honestly, I don't know 
which one I would okay. rank higher. Like, I think maybe Beatread wins just a little bit, but they're both really mm. good. Like, I think this huh. one, I think the writing was funnier in this book than it was in Beatread. In Beatread, it was more like a, you know, enemies to lovers kind of snarky right. type of romance, whereas this one was more like people who are familiar with each other. So it had just like a different yeah. vibe to it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I think I, I like them both for different reasons, which is kind of nice. They're they're not like the same book. But yeah, I think I might squeak Beatread ahead just a little bit above cool. this one. But both very okay. good so far. Yeah. So but, now you still have to read The People You Meet on Vacation? Mm -hmm. And Book Lovers. One, right? And Book Lovers. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And then she has cool. a new book coming out in April. So I'm sure I'll have read all Fun. of her books before April. We'll see. <laughs> Is that a TBR challenge for books that I don't own? Maybe. Uh -oh. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> But then after I finished that, I actually had another book to pick up at the bookstore because I ordered oh. a few books last week. As you may remember, I had a bit of a book haul and yes. it turns out there was a fourth book that I forgot I had ordered that didn't show up. And so it showed up and then I read it. Um, so that oh, book great. is Catboy by Benji <gasps> Nate. Caroline Benji Sweater, known po uh, professionally as Benji Nate, is a Puerto Rico-born cartoonist whose works include Catboy, Lorna, Hellphone, Bloodroot, Cold Soda, and Girl Juice. So, first of all, I didn't realize Benji Nate was quite as prolific as she is. When I was doing yeah. my research, I'm like, wait, she's actually like made quite a few, quite a few cool comics. Um, a couple That's that you so have, exciting. obviously, but. Yeah. It's so exciting that you got Catboy, though. I know, you, like, you literally talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah, like, I've been, wa I think I've been I wanting to get it. I think because I Girl Juice. Maybe. And so you were maybe. like, I want Catboy. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, I, I remember a little while ago, like, months and months ago, I wanted to get it, but it wasn't available through Indigo or something like that. And so oh. I just took a chance and looked it up again. And it was available, so I ordered it. Cool. So, yeah, I, I ordered it. It showed up, and I just, I just read it. Because I was like, you know what? It's a really short graphic yeah. novel I may as well just read this you know knock it off the old TBR so the premise of this book is quite funny I actually didn't really know what it was about before getting it I just wanted it because it was a cute cat book but the main <laughs> character is this girl who's actually kind of like she's not she seems like she's young but she goes to bars and stuff so I know she's at least probably 21 okay. so she's a woman she lives by herself with this cat and at the okay. very beginning of the book she wishes on a shooting star that she could hang out with her cat like a person and so then he Whoa. becomes this like <gasps> anthropomorphized whatever the word is like person yeah. like cat person like he becomes tall and can stand on his hind legs but he's he kind of thinks like a cat and acts like Whoa. a cat so it okay. it leads to quite a lot of funny like situations and kind of shenanigans and like every now and then he'll just wander off and he'll come back with a dead bird and she's like where did you get that and he's like i got hungry so i went into the forest Ooh. and found this bird and like he'll just do weird things oh like God. that yeah. um but it, it was quite funny so i i Great. <laughs> it was it was a weird little book but i feel like if mm. that sounds at all in any way appealing <laughs> um also, the outfits of this book were so great because, like, the main character oh, yeah. has, like, a really cool sense of style. And the cat, whose name is Henry, he has no clothes. And she's like, I'm not going to go out and buy you clothes so you can just wear my clothes. And so they're constantly, like, just wearing these cute outfits together. And That's so, so cool. like, every few pages, because each... It's kind of like a bunch of short stories almost, like a bunch of little vignette, vignettes. Okay. And so like at the beginning of each one, it'll just be like a full page of them in their cute outfits. And then the story will oh, kind of begin. Neat. So I'll take a couple pictures of those for the Instagram because the art is so good in this book. Like yeah. it's just, it's very, very cute. And like the color palette is just mwah, very good. So I found a similar thing with Hellphone yeah. where I was like looking at their outfits and I was like, 
these are so yeah. cute. Yeah, like it They're was so really cute. well really well put together. So I'm like, Benji Nate yeah. must be very fashionable. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. But yeah, so those are the those are the two things I've finished. Um, but to, in order to tell you what I'm reading, I kind of have to get into a book haul. So maybe do you want to share what you're reading and then we can jump into my book sure, haul? Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I have not finished anything. Um, I, I feel like, um, <laughs> I just feel, I'm sorry. I was, I'm like losing my brain over here. I feel like I'm inching forward in life, but I'm not like getting to the end of anything Aww. quite yet. So yeah. I have, um, Made some more progress in Breasts and Eggs by Miyako Kawakami. I'm liking that one a lot, um, but I just haven't finished it yet. But then I also randomly started reading Diary of a Void oh. by Emmy Yagi. It was just sitting kind of next to me, and I was like, hmm, I am curious about that. And mm -hmm. so I started reading the first few pages. Next thing I knew, I was like a third in. So nice. I'm enjoying it it's like the first little section was really great because the whole premise of this book is a woman who works at a very corporate corporation mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know in a high-rise building the whole thing song and dance is feeling super worn down run down yeah. classic for Japanese novels that we read, <laughs> we right? It. Like it's obviously that's a major theme it's like a terrible work-life balance mm -hmm. and so the funny, interesting, weird take on this book is that she is always expected to, like, do all of these kind of domestic tasks, oh. like clean up the coffee cups after a meeting and make the coffee before yeah. the meeting and take out the trash, even though she's not an assistant. Right. She's, like, a person that works at an office, but just because, basically because she's a woman, they expect her mm -hmm. to do it. Um, And so one day she's, like, just annoyed, and they're like, could you clean up the coffee cups? And she's like, actually, do you think that you could get someone else to do it because I'm pregnant? <gasps> and the person's like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Of course, of course. <laughs> and it's about how much respect she suddenly gets yeah. from everyone because she's pregnant. And, like, what is the value in a person, mm -hmm. in a woman when she's pregnant versus when she's not pregnant? Yeah. Why do people treat you so much better when you're pregnant versus when right. you're not? Um, like, do we value women more when they're, like, repopulating Just as the earth. readers rather than as people as yeah. readers yeah exactly <laughs> that kind of question but all, and like she's getting all sorts of interesting perks people are being way nicer to her <laughs> but she's also able to leave work when her work actually ends mm. because everyone's like of course you should go home and have a good meal and get enough rest yeah whereas before she was like made to stay way after hours mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. work and like keep the grind going and stuff. So I'm really enjoying the concept of it. I will say the beginning was a little bit more exciting than right now. It's just a yeah. little middling right now, but I'm, I'm working through it and enjoying it. The other big massive thing that's going on over here, Raylene. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if people will be able to tell any audio difference, but I actually have a fan running behind me, which Ooh. obviously typically I turn off for the podcast. Impossible today. This room is probably a biohazard. It is so full of fumes oh. from stain and polyurethane because I am oh, I can staining <gasps> my shelves. Yes, Raylene, you can see lots of them. I hadn't noticed until there. you started saying it. I was like, wait a minute, those are bookshelves. There's there everywhere they're over there they're behind me it's a mess 
My <laughs> office is a disaster, but I really am trying to finish these before Lena comes mm. because I don't want my, my office to just be a giant mess. So I was like, wait, uh, timing it out, I was like, if I stain this day, Polly, Polly, San, yeah, yeah. Polly, San, I was like, Christ, I need to just get it going. And so Jump I have it. been in mania like last night it was 10 p.m and i was there standing oh no um and i've like cracked open a window i've got a fan going and i'm only for the hour of recording this podcast have i closed this door but i'm opening the door and then there's a door behind that door to the outside that i have open i'm really aerating the room because obviously fumes are dangerous but uh for the 30 minutes that we record this podcast. <laughs> then we have a big break before we're talking with um, yeah. Terry Fowler. Go, so go outside. They, <laughs> the airflow will be working and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's a huge goal of mine, as you guys know, is to build these bookshelves this year. Yeah. And I feel, I see it. I see it. Yeah, it's finally within <laughs> like, reach. It's going to happen. Um, I just need to keep pushing every day. But that's been the other big thing that's been taking up my time, the shelves and also just yeah, that like makes sense. ripping up carpets and sense. stuff. It's been hectic, but Damn. it's been good. So I'm very excited because, oh man, like when I get all these books that are piled here, I'll definitely, let's, well, it, let, right now we can insert some <laughs> B-roll footage of the shelves and all of the books that are waiting to be shelved. Yeah. It's going to be really beautiful for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for um, that too. But yeah, that's my done. kind of weekly update nice what about you what about your book call Raylene lead us through what you're currently reading and stuff yes so I have been on a little bit of a journey this past week in terms of my TBR so I have unhauled a bunch of books first of all I decided to like reorganize my books a little bit and I did like a first sweep I was like you know what there's some books here that I've been questioning for a while like do I still really want to read that and so I like skimmed off a few and then the other day I was like I need to do like a harder a harder pass and so I I won't say which books I'm I'm getting rid of but I'll send you a picture so you can see I'll send you a picture (laughs) later so you can see but I'm I'm getting rid of some books that I've had for a while that I've been like kind of meaning to read for a while but I'm like you know what it's been five years or whatever I haven't even once thought about actually picking that one up Mm -hmm. like it's been I'm just trying to be more mindful about my books and what I'm reading what I'm buying what I'm you know putting on my shelves and stuff like that so with all of that being said (laughs) do you know how many you're getting rid of um yes because I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of what my TBR is at oh right and I don't know how many I've gotten rid of specifically in the past week but in August so far I have unhauled 27 Books. Ooh, okay, yeah. very interesting. Very so interesting. I've I've taken off a lot, but I've also bought a lot. Obviously, I had a haul of like nine <laughs> books last week, plus yeah. a couple that I'm going to haul right now. So I, I I'm still figuring things out. You know, I'm That's still okay. trying to understand ev- what, who I want to be. An ever evolving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just yeah, yeah I feel like I'm I'm making some kind of headway in terms of my mental state for my TBR and what I want it what I want it to be. But anyways, with all that being said, I did go to a book sale on Saturday. Mm, of course, <laughs> but I went to it. It was also only a one like it was a one day only book sale. Usually the book sales last for a whole weekend, but this was just like a one day kind of blowout outdoor book sale oh which, yes outdoors so i was kind of like okay either it's going to be really like dinky and there's going to be just a couple of tables or this is going to be like a big event like i've never been to this specific one and right. so i went and oh my god the <gasps> whole town was there i swear like there, oh, it was wow. crazy how many people were at this book sale there were so That's many fun. tables full of books so i was just like having a ball looking through all the books but i went into it 
with the intention of only buying things that I really, really, really wanted and or was specifically yeah. looking for to begin with. So I started out the book sale by finding something that's random, but also something I want, which is <laughs> Cycle of the Werewolf by Stephen oh, King. Yeah. So this is so random. So, so random. It is a little random, but, but it looks cool. But it, I do want to read like as many Stephen King books as I can. So yeah. I decided to pick it up and I was, you know, fully intending, like, if this is the only book I find today, that is fine. That is just okay. <laughs> and so I'm sure that's not what happened. Really. No, I, only, I found a couple of others, but <laughs> this was the first one and I'm really excited. It's illustrated. So I'll um, put in some B-roll of the illustrations because it looks super yeah. weird. Oh, cool. Um, but my intention is to read this like next as my next okay. book that I read kind of thing. So I feel cool. okay about that. But then as I walked through the sale, I found another Stephen King book that was also random. 1922 by Ooh. Stephen King, which is a little novella, which has been made into a movie. I know that there's a movie version of this, which I haven't seen yet. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Uh. Don't know what it's about at all, but it was Stephen King. So I so said, yeah, I it's okay. It. It's okay. Because yep. yep. it's actually kind of funny. I've been thinking recently, like, I need to read another Stephen King book. It's been too long. I haven't read one since January. So, oh, right. you know, huh. and so it kind of just worked out that way. I was like, you know what? I'm going to read a bunch of Stephen King. But then actually, before I tell you the last <laughs> book and what I uh, what I'm currently reading, I did record a little voice clip that I was supposed to. Yes. We should have played earlier. We might have to edit it a little bit because I've already okay. hauled a couple books. But let's just play the audio clip that I <laughs> it's funny because I told Ariel, I texted Ariel. Well, you kind of discovered it on Instagram. You were making fun of me for buying books, even though I just said I wasn't going to buy books. And so after um, we stopped the recording last <laughs> week, every every single uh, week we stop recording and then we have a meeting where yes. we talk about everything, right? Yeah. And we talk about the you know all the admin that has to do with the podcast, mm -hmm. but then we also just chat a little yeah. bit. And yeah, we started chatting about book buying, blah blah blah. And Raylene was like, "I've just I I am so committed to like getting it under control." <laughs> yeah. And you told me that the book that you were going to that book sale. And, but you said you were like, I probably won't even buy any books. Yeah. And if I do, I will only buy them if like I have have them on my list. It's yeah. something that I yeah. really want. It's something that I want to read right away. And I was like, you go, Raylene. Go, girl. <laughs> That's a good yeah. plan. Yeah. And then like four days later on Instagram, you're like, went to a book sale, bought a bunch of books. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, gee. <laughs> Uh, I know it's just funny how it worked out, but I do feel good about this book haul. Um, but yeah, so you kind of challenged me to commit to actually reading these books right away, which is what I said I yeah. wanted to do. And so far I'm, I'm fulfilling that. But yeah, I recorded a little voice clip right after cool. we texted. So today I went to a book sale. It was actually an outdoor book sale, which was really cool. It was massive and so hot and there were so many people. But um, I went in expecting to get maybe one or two books, but I was being really picky about what I wanted to get. I only wanted to get books that I was specifically looking for. And I kind of sort of did that. <laughs> so the first book that I got was The Body Snatchers by Jack Finney, which 
I was very pleasantly surprised to find this. I didn't realize that this was the original title. I've been looking for this book and its kind of new title is The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I don't know if that's because of a movie that was made or something like that, but I found this cool old copy from the 60s and I'm so excited. So my plan is to read that next. Like I'm currently in a fresh slate situation where I just finished a book last night. So my plan is to jump right into this. Um, and then the other two books I got were kind of <laughs> impulse buys a little bit, but exciting impulse buys. They're both Stephen King books. So the first one, the first one is The Cycle of the Werewolf. And it's very strange looking. And I've definitely heard of this, but I don't really know anything about it. It's illustrated. It's very short. So my plan is to possibly read that one right after The Body Snatchers. And then the last book that I got is 1922 by Stephen King, which is a, just a novella. So it's also very short. All of these books are under 200 pages. So my plan is to read them all back to back to back because my new goal is to read my books better <laughs> and not buy so many. So that's the plan and uh, we will see what happens. Let's cut back to future me and we'll see if I've managed to read any of these books. So yes, so I went to this sale uh, not expecting to find this book Body Snatchers, The Body yeah. Snatchers by Jack Finney, which actually I, like I said in the clip, I knew this book to be called The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I almost didn't even notice this book when I saw it because it didn't catch right. my eye in the same way. I also didn't realize it's quite as old as it is. This book was published in the 50s. So this copy I have is this like weird little copy from I think 1967 or something. It's a reprint. But I was looking for something a little more modern. But anyway, that book has been on my list for a while because I've mm. been trying to find some more sci-fi horror classics because that's mm. one of my favorite genres. Like I love John Wyndham. I, I've i read a few HG Wells that I've really enjoyed and stuff like that. So I've been looking for Ray more- Bradbury. Yeah, like that. that's Ooh. kind of the niche of classics that I think I gravitate towards the most. And so I have been looking for this book for a while. Was absolutely not expecting to find it, but so glad that I did. And now cool. I am currently reading it. I'm on page 68 out of it's just okay. under 200 pages long like they're all quite short books that i got but i'm really liking this so far so cool. this this book the main character is a doctor in a small town and at the very beginning he start like he gets a call from one of the people you know one of his patients or whatever and she's like something weird is happening my uncle is he looks exactly like my uncle he sounds just like my uncle but he's not i just know that he's Ooh. not he's an imposter and the doctor is <sighs> like okay sure let me come have a look at him and see if i can figure out what you're talking about and he's like you're crazy like this this is yeah. crazy but then more and more people start saying the same thing Ooh, and okay. so it starts to get kind of creepy and what i really like too is that it's a short book so it doesn't like take a long time for them to get going on on the action you know like uh, immediately right. the main character is like let's figure out what's going on here like i believe that something strange is happening like he eventually he sees something that convinces him basically yeah. and so right from the get-go him and a few other people are like let's figure out what's going on here yeah. so it's really exciting so far and really really fun and like I am so curious to see where the rest of the book is going to go because it's already jumping into so much like juicy stuff right from the beginning. So I feel mm. like it's going to get really crazy. Um, cool. But I'm really liking it. It's kind of giving me like a Stepford Wives vibe a little bit too, where you've got like this, like what is gotcha. going on in this small town? And yeah. I mean, if you see the cover that I have, it does look kind of like there's aliens or something. You know, I've got yeah. this wacky plant life thing going when on. When is it from? 
Uh, I think it came out in 1954. Okay, fi- okay, 50s. or gotcha. 54, 55, something like that. Cool. So yeah, it's it's cool. Like this came out before Sweet. the Stepford Wives, but I feel like it's like got a similar vibe. So yeah, I got that, and then I got those two Stephen King books. So I'm hoping to read those all back to back to back. Um, if I don't, maybe you should punish I'm me. So ex- <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> okay. So. TBR challenge enacted. Now, that's right. If you don't do it, then punishment will come punishment upon you. Punishment of and whatever your you house. choose. Okay, I like this So, plan. before we hop over to our interview, did you say you had one more book? I do have one more book, so I'll talk about that very quickly. So, I also I got another book from Penguin. So, thanks again um, mm. to Penguin, our buddy Cameron over at Penguin, who is uh, Terry Follis's publicist as well. So, it's all connected. It's all right. connected. He, um, <laughs> He reached out to me and said, this book just, like, I saw this on someone else's desk and I just thought of you right away. Like, do you want this book? And the book is The Goodbye Cat by Hiro Arikawa, which is the newest book by this author, who is the author of The Traveling Cat Chronicles. As everyone may remember, that is the book that kind of started it all for me in my cat collection. (laughs) And so I didn't even realize that he had a new book coming out. So that alone was very, very exciting. I'm very excited to have an arc now. This comes out uh, October 10th. So I guess another TBR challenge is to read this before October. Um, (laughs) And then I want to buy like a finished copy of the book too, because I'll need that for my collection. But it just looks so cute. And I don't know what it's about at all. But you know, another cat book by an author that I already know can do cat books very well. I'm into mm. it. I'm excited. Okay. So I'm very happy about that. And yes, thank you to Penguin for sending that to me. Very thoughtful. I love it. Very thoughtful. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what? Keep buying books, Raylene. Why not? Woo-hoo! It makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we're going to hop over now to our interview with Terry Follis. Mm. All right, everyone, we are so excited to be talking with Terry Follis today. As you all know, we have become obsessed with Terry Follis's <laughs> book, Albatross, but now perhaps we will become obsessed with your new book, Terry. We're so excited to have you here celebrating your new book. Um, and we'd love to just start off by asking the big question. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us about your new book. Well, I'm Terry Follis. I'm a writer who lives in Toronto, and I am grateful for the support you have given to my earlier <laughs> books, particularly Albatross. Uh, that's very kind of you, and I've been aware of the podcast and have watched your episodes, so uh, it's great that's to be so with funny. you. Thank you. Yay! Very exciting. So the new book is, oops, those are my little stickies for when I read, uh, <laughs> it's called A New Season, and it comes out uh Tomorrow. Well, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) If this is live, it comes out on Tuesday, August the 29th. So whenever this podcast goes live, it may already be out. But uh, yeah, it will be out. This one comes out in a week. So people flock to the stores. It is available now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us what it's about? Sure. How long do we have on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on in this novel, but I'll do my best. And as you might imagine, not having spoken about it very often, my elevator pitch is not yet in its final (laughs) form. (laughs) But but anyway, there's a lot of themes going on in this book. But I would say generally it's about uh, loss and recovery, aging, uh, mm. And we can get more into that. Uh, male friendship, 
aren't that, there aren't that many novels written about male friendship and right. uh, taking a stab at it. I think women are so much better at friendship than, <laughs> than men are. Uh, I mean, yeah. so I, I talk about that. And there's songwriting in the novel. In mm. fact, we can talk about this as well, if you like. There are two original songs in the novel. Oh, cool. Uh, wow. And you will actually hear them on the audiobook. Oh, I love that okay, stuff. So that's, uh, that's something Listen new. That's a hot tip. Yeah. And finally, it's about uh, Paris, both today and in the 1920s. So you're probably... You're, I mean, you're really hitting a lot of exciting <laughs> yeah. bullet points here. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you're wondering, why would you cram so much into the same novel? And I said, well, you know, it's funny, when, when you live with a, a novel, when you have to write a novel, it takes, you know, 18 months or two years to write it. Hmm you better be interested in the topics yeah. you're writing mm -hmm. about. Uh, so, and that's always been the case for me. I write about things that interest me, that I care about, or issues that I have a point of view on, that I want to advance in a non-proselytizing way, but sort of cloaked, yeah. cloaked in a story that may give readers an opportunity to think about something. So I, I'm, I try to do that. So I'm interested in all of these things in the uh, in the novel that I'm touching on in the new novel so that sounds so awesome. great i i think your point about um females perhaps being better at friendship <laughs> women being better i think it's an interesting point i have a friend of mine one of my best friends she lives abroad she lives in england and we called for like three hours it was a beautiful call and at the end of it we were like all right when should we call next and we scheduled in when our next call would be and her boyfriend was next to her and he was like this is why women are better at friendship right because would never do it would never occur to me to schedule the next hangout at the end of the last hangout right. um, so that's a top tip that's a top there tip for everyone there you go keep scheduling that's good um, I'd love to know what is the thing that you're most excited about with your new book? It does seem like there's a lot of cool things going on, so that might be tricky, but what is one of the things you're most excited about with it? Well, if, uh, excited, I might change the word from excited to anxious. How about <laughs> okay. that? Yes. What am I most anxious about? Uh, well, beyond me, every writer is anxious the day before their novel comes out because so few people have read it at that stage right. yeah. and you have no idea how it's going to land. Uh, but in particular for this one, um, as you may, may be able to tell from the, the themes that I touched on, this is a bit of a departure for me. Mm. No, normally my, my modus operandi when writing a novel is to come up with a you know, the germ of a story or, or a, an issue I want to deal with. And then I bend the story to my will to make it, <laughs> to make it, uh, to open it to the potential for humor that yeah. I, I yeah. write funny novels. Uh, the, in this novel, I have cast off the yoke, the, the tyrannical yoke of humor. <laughs> and I have, I have not necessarily tried to make this as funny as possible. I, mm. I Instead, I followed the story. I followed cool. the, the story that emerged in my less than fully functional brain pan. And <laughs> and I have just gone with it. It, it. I think it's funny in places, but it's there's a relatively sad premise to the story that doesn't mm. easily lend itself to side-splitting humor. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so I, 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 I sort of put the humor in where it fits, but I've let the story unfold more organically than perhaps I have in the past where I have hmm. really kind of 
pounded the lead ingot and shaped it into the story <laughs> that I want. This time I've just let the story unfold. And when the novel opened, this is not a giveaway because you hear about this in the first or second chapter, but mm. uh, he, the narrator is going through something. Uh, and uh, what he's going through is that two and a half years before the novel opens, his wife passed away with, right. from COVID. Oh, one of the, wow. One of the first COVID deaths in Toronto. Uh, and back in that early stage, it was at the stage in, in the COVID, our understanding of COVID, where, you know, his, his wife, who was a high-flying mergers and acquisitions lawyer, mm. recognized the symptoms she was feeling and drove herself to the hospital on the way home from work. Oh, wow. And her wife and their son were never in the same room with her again. Oof. Uh, so it's a bit of a, a gut punch to open. Yeah. And he, he's not, he's not recovering as well as, as well as she hoped he would. That may sound like a weird thing to say, but, uh, yeah. but that, that will, that comes up in the story. Um, so he's, he's struggling and his son is trying to help him and his son is also recovering as well. Uh, but so it's, that's what I mean about loss and recovery. Mm-hmm. Everyone, deals with it differently. Uh, and one of his great supports is the ball hockey league that he plays in. Uh, oh. And and that's where the male friendship comes in because there are 90 oh, guys who play gotcha. in the league. Nice. So we get to explore how guys deal with loss and yeah. how they support their friends, which is, uh, you know, perhaps not quite as overt, uh, <laughs> although just as heartfelt, but it's not, we don't do it very well. We're not yeah. good at it. So I'm, I'm examining that as well. But, you know, for readers of my other novels, I mean, I think, I hope you will laugh uh, throughout the, the, nor- the, the story, but uh, probably not as often as in my other novels. <clears throat> I am so excited that there's a sports element. <laughs> I have realized how much I love sports in fiction, yeah. partly because of Albatross. Like, I love the, even though the guy hates golf, like, it's still fun to watch that be a big part of the story. Yeah. Um, like Indian horse is another favorite of mine. And obviously it has a, a large hockey element to it. Um, so yeah, I realized that I love sports. Books, <laughs> which It's funny cause I don't really watch sport or whatever, but I love it in a book. So I'm it's very okay. excited to hear that that is yeah. an element to it. That's good stuff. Um, I'm curious. I do want to just probe a little bit about sure. the audiobook. You mentioned yeah. that the audiobook uh, has original songs in it. So, did you get to record the audiobook? Did you get to record your songs for it? And how was that experience? Because that sounds really fun. Yes, to all of those uh, those questions. Ooh. Yes, uh, this is the third audiobook I have voiced. My previous six novels before that, I podcast them and right. give them away for free, as as you as you know. Uh, yeah, but so when, cool. when Penguin Random House finally got their own audio book division, nice. I decided yes. to sell out and just do a regular audio book. <laughs> yeah, you got to so do what I, you <laughs> I have been the voice on, on all of them, for better or worse. Um, but yeah, and, and it was their idea to include the songs, and they've certainly never done it at, uh, huh. at McClellan and Stewart. And maybe they don't know of a time, uh, any other... Um, 
uh, book, audio book that has original music in it. So this might be a first, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> that's <laughs> really, cool, that's a fun, that's so much fun though. Did you get to play, like, did you play guitar or something or did you, how did you? Yes. Well, yeah. and we recorded the songs just as they appear in the novel. So cool. in both cases, he's just using a guitar and the first one cool. he's singing it, I think for his son. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so it's just it's just me and an acoustic guitar. And the first song is about 15 years old. It's uh, a song I wrote uh, kind of, uh, I think of it as a love song to the ball hockey league I play, mm. which is modeled very closely. In fact, it is the ball hockey league in the <laughs> novel. Um, I love that. So it's, it's, so it's called More Than the Game. And, mm. and it rolls into the friendship be- uh, topic because... I joined the league when I was 42, when I was 42 years old. Uh, and it's, you know, at that relatively advanced stage in life, you don't expect all of a sudden to gather around yourself a new group of, of really right. strong totally. friends. Right. Uh, where we go to their parents' funerals. We, oh, you know, uh, we, yeah. huh. when people are sick, we help. You know, it's so it's anyway, so that's. I, I use the Ball Hockey League as the vehicle through which we explore male friendship in this novel. Um, and the second song was written 42 years ago. Uh, wow. And it, it's a song that I wrote. It's a, a love song I wrote for the woman I was had just started dating her at, at McMaster University. Uh, Yay! And... <laughs> so cute! Yay! <laughs> Did you go to Mac? No, but I no. just love imagining people in like Ontario yes. universities falling in love. There's something yes. about it. <laughs> well, I, I just I just started going out with her We're about three months in, and I was I'd fallen hard, and uh, and then as most students do at Christmas, she went home for the Christmas holidays, and she lives in Nova Scotia, uh, in the Annapolis Valley at the time in Greenwood, and. Uh, and I was missing her. And I, I wrote this song called Until the New Year. Uh, and I wrote it one night sitting on my resident's bed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had strung up Christmas lights in the window in my window. And there was a full moon out there with clouds going around it. And, you know, so sometimes lyrics are right in front of you. And there's a lyric in there about and winter clouds surround the moon as colored lights frame my thoughts of you because I was seeing my own reflection in the window with the colored lights around it. Anyway, mm. so it's, uh, it's uh, anyway, I, as it turned out, uh, there was a, a reason I was in love with her. Uh, we've now been married 36 years. Yay! Uh, so there is a happy ending to that story. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Wow. So both those songs are in the novel. Awesome. I've re- I've noticed like, I attended one of your events at Lunenburg Bound a couple of months ago, which I talked about here on the podcast. And um, I realized in in everything that you were talking about, how much of your own life you've been able to put into your novels and, and use. And it's so much fun. And especially like being a Canadian podcast, it's so much fun when we get to celebrate Canadian spots and places and read and like they're actually in the book. So I think that's going to be really cool for um, for readers to check out. 
we are now going to pivot a little bit over into doing some deep diving into your bookshelves because this is so much fun to learn about the authors that we all read about. What are the books on your shelves? Mm -hmm. So Raylene, start us off with the questions. All right. Number one is what is the last book you added to your shelves? Hmm. Ah, well, you can. this is it. You can see I'm only halfway through nice. it. <laughs> but it's it's a, a biography I oh. picked up in Charlottetown, PEI, mm. about uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Uh, and it's called Firebrand, The Life of Horace Livewright, mm. the, the Man Who Changed American Publishing. Oh, and you may not know Horace no. Livewright, but uh, in the 20s, he kind of revolutionized uh, how books were published uh, and marketed and sold. Mm and how authors were compensated. And uh, he, he published some of the great writers of that time, uh, including Ernest Hemingway. Wow. Uh, he was, he, he, uh, on the back here, he has some of the books that he published. He published Hemingway's In Our Time, his first collection wow. of, of stories. Wow. Um, but, you know, he also published Faulkner and E.E. E. Cummings. And so he, wow. it's a fascinating story. He was uh, a womanizer. He was bad with money. He was probably <laughs> an alcoholic, but he mm. was so passionate about about books and publishing so and offering readers the broadest choice of what he thought were important books. And you might have heard of there's a series called The Modern Library. Yeah, yeah. And you can buy all the classics in The Modern Library. Horace Livewright started that. Wow, yeah. wow that's so cool. That's awesome. It's one of those so. things where a lot of the most important book people were not authors themselves. So yeah. we don't know their right. names the way that you might know Hemingway. But it's so interesting when you read about... Um, yeah, just these like the massive and important small moves that like a marketing person invented that we now just take for granted. Um, right. The example in my mind being paperbacks, like you think a paperback is just, you know, a thing that has always invented, but it was just a guy who was like, wouldn't it be better to read a cheaper, lighter book on the train? <laughs> oh my God, hold on. Paperbacks. Boom. Right. That's so cool. Exactly. Um, revolution. Revolution. All right, Ray, what's our next one? Next. Oh, I'm excited about this. One. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so what is the coolest signed book you have? Sorry. Okay, well, I brought two. Ooh. I have two to yeah, talk about. Um, one is uh, my first edition of Paul Quarrington's oh. very first novel, The Service, from Coach House Books. Mm -hmm. And there's a a story that goes with it. In fact, yeah, there he's signed it to me. <laughs> I, I have I collected all of his books in first editions before I ever wrote uh, anything myself. Mm. So I was a longtime fan. So it was an extraordinary thrill for me when my first novel came out back in 2008 uh, to do a reading with Paul Quarrington, a great oh, wow. Canadian novelist. Uh, and we were in Grimsby at the Grimsby Author Series. And he... Uh, he, I was the warm-up act, obviously, and I, I did my thing. And then he went to the podium, and he was coughing a little bit. He took a bottle of Buck, Buckley's mixture from his Oof. pocket and put it on the podium and said, I've got this cough that I can't shake, so I'm going to be you know, dipping into this throughout the <laughs> evening. And uh, none of us thought much of it at the time. But uh, and like some author stalker, when our publicist <laughs> picked us both up, uh, I had my backpack filled with all of his first editions. <laughs> That's awesome. And on the way home from the reading back to Toronto, 
by the glow of the dome light. He inscribed all of them oh, wow. uh, for me. Um, but the the sad postscript to the mm. story is that it was just a, about a week later that he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Mm. And he lasted another uh, about 14 months. Wow. And then we lost him. Uh, so it was it sort of added some new Oh, poignant yeah. to that that event I did with him. So that's the first one. On a happier note, <laughs> I have a signed edition of The World According <gasps> to Garb. Oh, that's really? The 40th, the 40th anniversary edition. That's really cool. Um, and where he signed it here somewhere. Yeah, he just he signed it there. But, yeah, um, beautiful. And he doesn't do a lot of signing. Uh, John Irving, if you were to press me yeah i probably tell you that he is my favorite uh, my favorite author okay. uh, of all time and a prayer for owen meany may well be my hmm. uh, my all-time favorite novel though i've read it once it that had <laughs> Ooh, such an effect on me <laughs> that's I'm so afraid to read it again yeah, yeah um, but so it was a great thrill for me uh last november um Shelley Macbeth at Blue Heron Books, an independent bookstore in Uxbridge, Ontario. She runs the Book Drunkard Festival, um, which is a great festival. It's called Book Drunkard Festival because that's a line from Lucy Maud Montgomery. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> she favorite. grew up, My she, favorite. she spent part of her life in Uxbridge, Ontario. Yes. So they named it kind of after. Anyway. Um, Shelley knew of my of my love and reverence for John Irving, and he was speaking in the Book Drunkard Festival, and I got to introduce him oh, uh, cool. at the event. Wow. And then we had dinner, just the six of us had dinner afterwards uh, that went on till all hours <laughs> of, of the night. Uh, and then it seemed to go well because he emailed me a month or so later and said he has another event to do here in Toronto. And would I interview him on stage? Oh my God. Yes. Please. And, uh, <laughs> when I regained consciousness, I said, yes. Sorry. And, uh, I just so passed out on my laptop. Yeah. I'm back now. Yeah. Does, does the invitation still stand? Yeah. And so, uh, so we worked on the, on the interview together leading up to it. And, so we, we did the onstage interview. My wife took 500 photos of us, I think. But uh, uh, And then we had dinner again with him. So um, it, uh, it was a great thrill. And he was, they say, don't meet your heroes. But in this case, it, 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 uh, it was it. great too. Yes, it worked out. So those are my two signed editions. I love <laughs> asking this question because everyone gets these little brushes with heroes. And it's just so exciting. Yeah, it's a whole it's story. So every time. It's the whole story. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ray, take us on to our next question. Yes, next up is what is the oldest book on your shelves? I have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a first edition from 1869 Ooh. of stand by stand by john stuart mills the subjection of oh, women perfect <laughs> oh wonderful <laughs> and and if you read my pulls apart fifth novel pulls I apart i read that earlier this year is, so i knew exactly what that was the moment you oh wow that's amazing <laughs> that that's the novel that appears yeah. uh, in it uh, as you say, I put pieces of my life in the, in the in my novels. They aren't autobiographical. I'm not writing about me, but I know those worlds that I write yeah. about. <laughs> so I know that book. And this is a wonderful what book. What a cool uh, thing. Wow. Uh, you read it now and you think, you know, it took us this long after this book to get anywhere close to equality. And yeah. we still have a long way wow. to go. Okay. Well, that was a really <laughs> cool so answer funny, to right? that question. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Our next question is, what is a book that you wish more people were reading? Mm -hmm. 
Ah, okay. Well, I, this is one called Kin Mount Ooh. by Rod Carley. Rod Carley uh, is a good friend, but he's also a very fine writer. And this is a funny, funny book that was long listed for the Leacock Medal when it came out a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, and it could use uh, some more readers, I mm -hmm. think. It's very funny. It's about uh, a director who goes to direct a Shakespeare play in uh, in the town of Kinmount, Ontario. Mm. And it's it's very funny. So I would I would I would recommend this. The second one would be a, a novel called Last Impressions by Joseph Curtis, K E R T E S. Okay. I took part of my library and still can't find <laughs> it. I must have lent it to somebody. But it's very good. That's awesome. us every week. We cause real mayhem in our offices looking <laughs> yes. for books and you're yes. like sometimes you just have to accept that it's gone. Right. -o. right. Okay. <laughs> Next up our question is what is your favorite bestseller where you totally agree with the hype? Uh, I, I two quick ones, uh, <laughs> and I won't flash them. Uh, but Babel by Rebecca oh, Kang yeah. or Kang, yeah, yeah, Kang, yeah, K U A N G. Yeah, uh, it's a, a quite a new book. She's twenty seven years old, and uh, it made me want to uh, stop writing. She's <laughs> <laughs> throwing everyone up. It's very good. <laughs> um, but the other one would be A Secret History by Donna Tartt. Mm. Oh, Just, cool! Uh, yes, that's true. Cool. It, it hits it. Yeah, that part. lived up to the hype. I think. Yes. Absolutely. I love this question because I think often because we're readers, we want to kind of give people the, the lesser known books and be a little bit right. more niche. But oftentimes you do, you read a bestseller and you're like, mm, for a reason that yep. everyone is for a reason. It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right. On to our last question, which is probably my favorite one is, mm. do you have a niche book collection? And if so, can you tell us what it is? <laughs> Yes, uh, uh, if I could turn the camera around, you'd see two, four bookshelves oh. over here that has that have every winning book, every Stephen Leacock Medal for Humor winning book from 1947 Whoa. until uh, the. Really so cool. you take your funny uh, book seriously, <laughs> I see. <laughs> I do. Well, funny novels are a serious business. Very good. I, see I see what you did there. Uh -huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> Have you read them all? Or is it more of a collection? I've read most of them. I haven't read all of them. Yeah. I haven't read. And some of them are, as you might imagine, a little dated oh, yeah. now. Uh, but I've certainly read, I think, probably all of them in the last uh, 20 years, I'd say. That's really that's, that's awesome. a really cool yeah. prize. I didn't. I don't think I knew about that prize, if I'm being honest. And... I like I recently yep. ish well it was a couple years ago now but found out about the Orwell prize for political writing and I'm like god there really is a cool prize for everything you just have to find um, them yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that I love that so much Terry thank you so much for being on our podcast this has been so much fun we have really enjoyed your answers to the the bookshelf dive but also to learning about your new book has been so exciting so as you said it's available now we will link in the description of this episode and on our show notes and everything where you can get it but um yeah really do you want to hold it up again to show everyone yes, i also have it right here cover yes very exciting there you go awesome wonderful <laughs> thank thanks you so much terry we'll talk soon i'm sure <laughs> thank you for having me of course it's been great thank you so much yay all right bye, bye.
And there you have it. Uh, that was a great chat, I'm sure. We actually haven't <laughs> we'll recorded see. it, but I bet you it was great. And we're very <laughs> grateful to Terry for coming on to our podcast yes. and uh, to our buddy Cameron over at Penguin Random House Canada for setting this all up. That's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like we said, details about everything, about the book and, and the new book um, and everything will be linked in the show notes and in the description. We are now going to go record a movie tub, yeah. our Patreon mini podcast where we talk about the movies and shows that we've been watching if you want to support the podcast and uh join our patreon you could go hear that at patreon.com forward slash books unbound all right we'll talk to you guys next week